Hello and welcome to The Doctor's Opinion, Happy's new podcast series featuring leading medical minds and their thoughts on cosmetic trends and issues that are shaping the industry. I'm Tom Brana, editor of Happy. With me today is Dr. Ann Ingaria, a board-certified dermatologist who specializes in medical, surgical, and cosmetic dermatology. Hi, Dr. Garia. Hi, Tom. How are you? Great. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Born and raised in New Jersey, Dr. Garia earned his undergraduate degree at Penn State University and his medical degree from Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School. He completed his dermatology residency at Howard University Hospital. Dr. Garia is a clinical instructor of dermatology at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Currently, he is in private practice in Rutherford, New Jersey. Dr. Garia, you have many tools at your disposal in your practice, but I thought that today we could discuss cool sculpting. Absolutely. Great. Um, And I guess with that, it's always best to start at the beginning. So can you explain a little bit about what cool sculpting is? So cool sculpting is a uh, non-invasive body contouring procedure, which is very different from uh, fat loss treatment. Uh, This is essentially for people who want subtle but noticeable changes uh, in areas of their body that they find to be uh, difficult to make improvement with respect to eating well and exercising. And what are some of those um, hard-to-tone parts of the body that you're talking about? So the most popular area is the belly. We can also do the love handles, the uh, outer arms under the chin, the inner and outer thighs, and then uh, in women, there's an area underneath the buttock area called the banana roll, which is a little pouching of fat that sometimes women are bothered by. So there's really a wide variety of applications that we can use. And so who is the typical cool sculpting patient? Yeah, so this is somebody who is otherwise healthy and fit, eats well, exercises, but has stubborn areas of fat. So basically areas that you can pinch Mm -hmm. because the way how the device works is it basically sucks in the fat and then freezes it. So you have to be able to pinch. So they use the term pinch an inch. Uh, It is not for people who have a beer belly. That's what we call visceral fat and cool sculpting will not work on that. So that's why it's really important that, uh, people come in for a consultation so we can even first see if they're even a candidate for it. Mm -hmm. It is not for people who are extremely overweight uh, and and who are not otherwise active and and don't don't live healthy lifestyles. For that, you know, if if people want more kind of drastic, you know, actual weight, you know, tremendous, you know, uh, weight loss, then you'd have to do uh, liposuction. But the issue with that is then you have downtime. The reason why cool sculpting is so popular is because there is very little to no downtime. Before we get to that downtime, can you talk a little bit about... um what the procedure is like. Can you take us through the steps that you do? Yes. Yeah, so a person basically gets changed into a pair of shorts. We have them lie. Uh, we have them sit down in a chair. 
and then we apply a certain kind of uh, gel pad to the skin that protects the skin, and then we apply an applicator on top of it, uh, which is basically a suction cup that sucks in the fat, and then we uh, and then it makes the fat cold, and that's how it works. The the type of um, this type of procedure is is relying on uh, the, the scientific theory of cryolipolysis. So it's fat that uh, f- fat that freezes <clears throat> at a temperature where the skin is not effective. So the skin is spared. The skin there's no damage at all, but the fat freezes, and then over the course of the next three months, the body uh, gets rid of the fat and we see improvement, and then sometimes we need to do a second treatment. But overall, it's a very comfortable uh, procedure. It takes about 35 minutes per area. It depends on how many areas you're doing in one day. We can do a lot or we can do a little. And when you, if you do, how many typically do people get done? Like how long from the time they walk into your office to the time they leave? How long does the... I say on average, about two, uh, on average about two hours because most oh, okay. people are getting a couple treatment cycles done each time they come in. So I'd say on average two hours. And you mentioned that it's a painless procedure? Minimally painful. Uh, they may feel like, like I said, may feel a little bit of numbness. And then there is, once the applicators are taken off, there is a little bit of a massage. Now, that is probably the most uncomfortable of the entire treatment. Uh, the reason why we massage the area at the end is because it does help the body resorb those frozen fat cells. And that's been proven in the literature. Uh, so, and that, but that usually only lasts a few minutes. And then, and then uh, most people can return to work the same day. In fact, I actually got it done uh, during my lunch break, and then I was seeing patients in the afternoon. So it really is wow. is not too bad at all. And then what's the – so the downtime then from the time you get, say, the procedure to um, the time you would have another procedure done, is, there, is it you have to wait or – yeah, usually we can tell at about a month whether somebody's going to need a second treatment. So we have them come in, we compare, um, you know, we look at the photos, weigh them, and then we discuss the possibility of needing a second treatment. Most people only need one to two treatments. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, you were back at work the same day. What's the typical time for people to go back to they do other people like take the day off take two days off or do they I think most people them? just take the, I think mo- most people take the day off and they return to work the next day and is there any scarring at all there's zero risk of scarring um, and th- sometimes people can get um, some bruising uh, that would take about a week or two to go away and you know they're gonna get some swelling that can last for a few weeks and some numbness, but that does gradually subside. And so after they've had the procedure done, and the, um, do you advise them to use any type of topical treatments to um, you know, help them recover? It's usually not needed. If some uh, some people, you know, if if you do experience bruising, some people may opt to use something called Arnica, which is a homeopathic treatment. Some people feel like it helps with bruising, so that's completely fine to use. 
And then one final question, what can people do to improve their skin health? So, you know, it's really a variety of things that can be done. You know, with respect to prevention, I think key is to wear sunscreen regularly. Super important. We know that one in five people will get skin cancer. Uh, and if people are not concerned about skin cancer, then they should also be concerned about aging. Uh, and, and, and sunscreen should be used all year round to prevent, you know, both of those things, photo damage and skin cancer. You know, even when it's raining or if, even if you're planning on staying indoors all day, windows do not block out all ultraviolet rays. It only blocks out UVB, but UVA is going through. And A stands for aging, essentially, so, so it, it really should be made part of your daily regimen. Uh, I would say also uh, seeing a dermatologist early for skin problems is key. I think we have this, uh, for some reason, you know, when it comes to skin, the dermatologist seems to be the last person that people see. People, you know, ask their friends, they ask Facebook, they ask their esthetician, they ask, you know, their barber or hairstylist. About, about all their problems, but, and then at the very end, then see the dermatologist, and then by then, we see problems really spin out of control. So, um, but that doesn't seem to be a problem in other specialties. You know, if you have high blood pressure, you go see your doctor. If you have your stomach pain, people go see the doctor. But for some reason, when it comes to skin, you know, there's a lot of other kind of um, competing interests. So, uh, so, so people just kind of neglect seeing the dermatologist until it's too late. So, so I really, really implore people, especially with respect to acne, you know, make sure you see the dermatologist early because we don't want things to spin out of control and scarring to happen. And it's pretty ironic considering that it's, it's such a surface issue that it w- you would think people would see a problem and see their dermatologist right away. Yeah, well, we're, we're trying to change that slowly but surely. I think some people just don't know what a dermatologist does. And, you know, we have a lot of patients who say, I, I didn't know you did this. I didn't know you treated nails. I didn't know you did hair conditions. Uh, so I think, you know, we could do probably a better job in educating the public in, in terms of what, what are all the things that we do. Well, that's one of the reasons why we're here today. And I want to thank you for joining me today, Dr. Garia. Thank you for having me, Tom. You've been listening to The Doctor's Opinion, Happy's new podcast series devoted to the latest news on skin health, cosmetic trends, and issues that are shaping the industry.